and welcome to the Self Love Podcast. My name is Elaine, I'm a life coach and therapist and I'm here to guide you through your journey into self-love. I will be sharing my personal experiences, my story so far, the things that have helped me but also the things that are helping my clients all over the world right now. For this season, I will be joined by different people coming onto the podcast to tell you about their journey and sharing their experiences with self-love too. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And just to make you aware, I generally do this unedited. You may hear the odd background noise and I wanna keep it really real and authentic. So if that's not for you, that's perfectly fine but I hope it really adds to your experience while listening. So welcome everyone to today's self-love podcast session. Um, I am joined today by a wonderful guest, um, the lovely Brie, who is going to be sharing with us um, about self-love and sobriety. Um, and I'm sure that she will be able to do a much better job of introducing herself than I will. So I will hand over to you, Bree, to just introduce yourself and um, yeah, tell us a bit more about who you are, what you do. Thank you so much for having me on today, Elaine. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Um, my name is Bree. I currently live in Cornwall, England, and I spent my 20s working in hospitality and living a party girl lifestyle basically (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I used alcohol for the better part of 15 years to you know deal with stress to have fun to build connections and after getting tired of my own bullshit basically um Mm -hmm. I decided to quit and I am now seven months sober and thank you thank you yes I'm excited (laughs) and um yeah although I don't identify necessarily as being um an alcoholic I definitely you know a a thousand percent was emotionally Um, dependent on alcohol and Mm -hmm. I have really found purpose in this sober journey and I'm now trained as a self-love and sobriety coach and Mm -hmm. I want to help women do the same thing ditch booze so they can you know raise their self-worth and start making big changes in their lives amazing amazing and it's wonderful to hear that you've been sober for seven months I think that's incredible um and I know that the milestones are super super important as well as you go through your journey so tell me a little bit more about um you mentioned you know the job you're in um and the the lifestyle you were leading um tell us a little bit more about um what life was like before you became sober all the kind of kind of nitty-gritty bits <laughs> yeah definitely so I guess um you know everything always involved booze for me um I 
you know, boo drinking alcohol was my fun. So, um, or at least that's what I thought it was. And, mm. you know, I would drink because I was bored. Everything had to involve alcohol and it kind of just perpetuated the, the cycle because I never created anything in my life to really, um, you know, love or look forward to. So that was mm -hmm. kind of my identity basically. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously working in hospitality too, um, it kind of goes with the, the industry. Um, I, you know, got my first bar job at 15. So I was working in bars, drinking after work, drinking during work, drinking before work for years. Mm. And, you know, I, it was really, you know, it really got to a point where when I stepped into a management role that it started to take more of a toll on my well-being and, mm -hmm. Um, you know I was more stressed more tired I had no energy and mm -hmm. this is kind of when I started skipping the gym and you know being too hungover to you know follow through with things that I said I was gonna do and mm -hmm. kind of get getting lots of bad habits you know just eating eating late at night and just basically not making choices for myself out of love and I think you know, the biggest thing for me was just, um, you know, towards the end, just when I, whenever I'd go out a lot of times, I would drink to the point that I was blacked out. And mm -hmm. that's really scary because, you know, you drink because you're stressed and you don't realize how much you're drinking. And then you wake up and you have no recollection of where you've been, what you've done, like, you could have been having a conversation with someone and looked perfectly fine, which I was, you know, I wasn't ever mm -hmm. a sloppy drunk. I wasn't like falling off tables and puking necessarily, but I didn't know where I'd been and that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. And it really, it really started to kind of impact my mental health because, mm -hmm. um, you know, I was scared. I didn't know what I'd done. I'd have to message my friends and kind of piece together the night like a detective. And mm. it just kind of, um, you know, I started to feel really bad about myself through through mm. going out and doing this over and over and over again. And um, it got to a point where, you know, I was kind of consumed by these feelings of shame. And um, yeah. That's basically what my life was like. It, you know, it was fun, <laughs> but then in, until it wasn't fun. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, right. It's fun yeah. until it wasn't fun. Mm -hmm. And there's always these sort of defining moments that we have that, that tell us that, you know, where we're heading is not a good place and, you know, to, to change course, to change direction. So what was that defining moment like for you, that decision to become sober? Yeah, I mean, it really was kind of like, I, I would say it's like a, a series of unfortunate events. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the one thing that really stood out to me, you know, when I was working, I um, would travel a lot with work and I would be kind of encouraged to take out my um, employees out, you know, for drinks, dinner after work, things like that. And one night I, you know, it's long hours, really long hours, really a lot of stress, high stress environment. And 
one night I went out and fell off my stool and made a bit of a fall out of myself. Um, mm-hmm. And my boss kind of pulled me in to talk to me about it the next day. And that was just, you know, not a good feeling. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, th- I thought I was going to get fired from that job. I didn't. I ended up actually quitting because of the stress mm-hmm. that I was under. And, you know, I had put on about 40 pounds, I would say, just from kind of drinking and eating to make myself Mm. feel better all the time. And Mm. um, yeah, so I was looking in the mirror and I'm like, what happened to me? You know, because I wasn't, Mm. I was in these, these, like I said to you, terrible habits where I wasn't, you know, doing the things that I committed, said that I was going to do to myself. You know, I was skipping the gym all the time and eating terrible food and Mm. you know my mental health was really really suffering because you know as I said just not doing things that made me feel aligned to who I you know who I should be who I wanted to be um when Mm. I went out drinking so Mm. um yeah I was just always the last one standing um you know, I would always be having conversations with myself, like only have one drink free. And then it would turn into like seven Mm -hmm. because alcohol's, you know, addictive by nature. And like, it's hard to moderate once your, you know, your mind has been altered. So Mm -hmm. I was just trying to figure out a way of making alcohol work for me. I wanted it to work Mm -hmm. for me so badly. And I didn't even really consider that it didn't have to really Mm -hmm. at the time so um yeah I I ended up having a a bit of a panic attack in the grocery Mm -hmm. store uh one day just before the first lockdown actually and I was super hungover and I was feeling particularly shit about myself because um I had recently crashed my car um Mm -hmm. I hadn't been drunk but I I had had two drinks and had crashed my car into a parked car and I felt awful because of that because I knew you know it probably wouldn't have happened if I'd not been drinking and Mm. I just didn't want to I didn't think it was cute anymore you know falling out of clubs Mm. almost 30 I just thought something has to change and Mm -hmm. yeah I decided to take some time off of booze so yeah Mm. and you took some time off yeah took some time off and um I mean honestly in the beginning it was very much for um to lose weight (laughs) you know it was these like other reasons why I was like oh I'll go back to booze when you know I've sorted this out or I've sorted that out but kind of slowly I got really obsessed with how well I felt I felt amazing so I was like, okay, maybe I'm onto something. This is like, maybe this is the mm. secret to feeling good. So um, yeah, I kind of took some time off and just really decided to, um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but in this time, I actually moved from America to the UK. So mm-hmm. um, I had, you know, it was lockdown. Um, I had this time to myself to kind of really just, um, sit with myself and just kind of enjoy not being hungover all the time. And mm-hmm. 
yeah, I ended up having an amazing summer where I really kind of just, yeah, I just allowed myself to not be stressed and not to worry. I hadn't really committed to not drinking at that time. Um, I was just trying to, you know, get healthy, basically. I wanted to get healthy and focus mm -hmm. on that. And then as it approached to my 30th birthday, I had this kind of energy shift, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. I started to think, started to compare myself to a lot of my other friends, where they were in life, um, kind of looking at my accomplishments, taking stock of what I'd done with my life. And it, yeah, I just, I, I kind of lost it one night and I was really upset with myself and I ended up going out and getting drunk. So it would have been 10 months, I think, <laughs> but it's seven. Um, because yeah, it, you know, I quit drinking, which is great, but I hadn't really addressed anything else. And I guess that's when my healing really started to, you know, take full force. And I, I really committed to not just not drinking, but also committed to healing and looking at the root causes and, you know, working on my self-worth basically. So. Amazing. And what I really hear from that is that you, what started as something of, you know, like, oh, if I, if I quit alcohol for a while, I can get healthy and then I'm going to feel better. That coping mechanism came back in for you when you needed it. And that made you realize that actually this is different. There's something about alcohol that needs that the relationship needs to completely change. And you had that realization that actually the relationship with you needed to completely change as well. Um, and that was the driving force behind it. And what I also love about your um, journey is that it's a typical journey for most people in that, you know, they're going out, they're getting drunk, the, the heavy feeling on a Monday that then goes on a Wednesday because you're drinking again. And then it becomes this cycle. And a lot of people are currently trapped in this cycle that they don't realize that actually that's their normal. And we, we kind of do it. I, I know that I did it for a long, long time. Same kind of thing, you know, working long hours, um, lots of socializing and all of that. And this, this heaviness, this, it becomes your normality and it becomes pretty much what everyone around you is going through as well. So nobody kind of knows any different. And we're all yeah. just kind of stumbling through this kind of half drunk, half hungover life. <laughs> and then when you, when you pull back and you do the healing work and you start to really find love for yourself, um, you start to change your relationship with alcohol and, and change your relationship with yourself, probably most importantly, that you realize there's so much more like this the alcohol dulls everything you know mm. particularly in excess I mean I, I do still drink but I don't drink to the excesses that I used to and um alcohol dulls the senses it dulls everything yeah. um it is a depressive it is highly addictive um you know you lose your inhibitions and it, it has this thing that can make you black out and not remember and that is a really scary prospect that alcohol that's so freely and readily available can do all of these things and more. But for the most part, people are just walking around with this dull sense of life and what life's all about and living for the weekend and living for the nights out and then trying to live through the hangover. And it's like, 
you know, there has to be another way. This is such an extreme way of living. So what I'm really interested in is, is how sobriety has really helped your, your self-love journey as well, how you feel it's helped you. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, you know, quitting alcohol was really the first step in all of this. And when I first quit, um, or even before that, I, I've never, ever known how to love myself. You know, I've always put um, work before before myself, um, other people, whatever anybody else wanted to do, wanted to do I kind of just rolled with it. And um, I think one of the major things was, you know, the way that I now talk to myself. So when I was drinking, I, um, you know, well, two things. First of all, like you said, I was in this booze haze and it does numb you. And mm -hmm. you kind of just check out of reality. And um, even if you are talking to yourself badly, which I was, you just are so used to it. At least I was very used mm -hmm. to my kind of chatter, babble, um, negative self-talk. So I never really um, listened, but it definitely was affecting, you know, everything that I did, everything that I said, you know, it, it was running my life basically. Mm -hmm. And when I quit booze, I realized um, very quickly how loud it was, exactly what the words, you know, what I was saying to myself, it became very, very clear. And I think that, um, you know, I had to really listen and then also kind of uh, spend a lot of time reading to first understand where, where this was kind of coming from. And then, um, you know, start to forgive myself for, for different things. So um, the main thing for me that I was saying to myself was, you know, I was a bad person for whatever reason, however many things that I, all the things that I'd done um, when drinking. And mm -hmm. yeah, I had to just go through, you know, each, each time that that came up, I had to say to myself, like, what information did I have at the time? Like, why did I do, why did I do mm. that? Did anyone get hurt? You know, is there anything I can change about the situation? Really just diving in being inquisitive and yeah, slowly, but surely I found little bits of compassion for myself along the way. Um, so definitely the, the negative babble, the inner mean girl is one of the things, well, that was the very first thing that I worked on because whew, she was out of control. <laughs> so, and it is right. It's it, alcohol enhances those mm. things. And, and obviously then the behaviors around alcohol will always give us that stick to beat ourselves up with. Like we can for the most part, you know, if you're going out and having one or two drinks, you might feel perfectly fine. But when it starts to become more and more and more each time, your behaviors get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, and you then wake up and if you're lucky enough to remember what happened or you find out what happened, then you use that as a stick to beat yourself with and you're constantly then keeping yourself in this cycle of negative self-talk. Um, yeah. And it's, it, it becomes so much on a loop. It like becomes white noise. Like you've worked in bars. I've worked in shops and gyms. 
And you know, like you have the music playing all day, every day, but you stop hearing it because yeah. it just becomes normal. It's the same thing over and over, yeah. Same thing. And, you know, um, I don't know about you, but I find this a lot, like working in shops and stuff. So there'd be music on in the background and it's playing all the time. And now I'll be able to sing to songs and not know how I know them. I'm like, I've never bought this song. How do I know all the words? It's really yeah. weird. But that's what that like background constant loop does. So in real life, what happens is, you know, it gets buried in your subconscious and then consciously you start to believe what you're telling yourself, just like you're taking in the words to the songs. Like you start to believe it. And what you're what you end up with then is that you're drinking for a different reason. Yeah what started as drinking for fun you're now drinking because you don't like yourself and yeah. that is a big reality for for a lot of people that I speak to um when they're trying to change their relationship with alcohol or alcohol has, has become this thing that they've noticed in their life that is 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 taking on a, a slightly different kind of meaning yeah so thank you for sharing I really yeah, really wonderful um, analogy I like it. I'm gonna use yeah. that analogy <laughs> Please do. They, I've never used that analogy before in my life. They just tend to come out of nowhere. It up. I um, liked it. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there'll be people listening to this right now that are connected with your story, connected with you, and really want to be more inquisitive about their own um, self-love and their own journey with alcohol as well. So do you have any tips for anybody that's starting to become curious or embarking on a journey of sobriety? Yeah, definitely. So um, I, would, I would definitely say that the first thing that you really need to make sure that you do is just to be kind to yourself. Because, you know, like we've just been talking about checking out of reality all the time means that you don't know or at least I didn't know how to manage the negative, you know, the ups and downs of life, the challenges of life. Mm -hmm. And if you um, remove alcohol and then, you know, live your life without kind of um, realizing it, you know, it can be, it can be a lot right in, in the beginning, you know, there's going to be good days and bad days. So really just take it one day at a time. Um, you know, listen to your body, rest when you need to. Um, for me, I, I really rushed into wanting to change a million things at once. I feel like people do that a lot when they're, when they're trying to revamp mm -hmm. their morning routine or whatever. And um, yeah, it's, it, it's, not, it's never good to try and run away from who you were. It's better to kind of look at who you were, accept that and make small changes to move forward um so rest resting resting is key and then just reading educating yourself around what it means to be sober so that you you know can understand the benefits but also you know the pitfalls I I don't think that there's really many pitfalls but in the beginning at least you can mm -hmm. know you know this is normal it's normal to feel mm -hmm. tired or it's normal to you know mm -hmm. have mood swings or whatever yeah. and um yeah find find your sober community you know find people on Instagram find I bet you one of your friends is wants to be sober and they're thinking the exact same thing do a challenge with them you know um mm -hmm. yeah just having support is really important mm. too 
And I think that's really key as well that um, a lot of people will always hold back on making a big change in their life when they're not sure how the people in their life are going to accept them and accept the change. And I think that can be huge. And I think, like you say, having a community of people around you that are going through the same thing, supporting you, can offer you advice further along their journey than you are, that can give you the benefit of their of their journey and, and their story um, is huge. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something that you don't need to do alone. Like there's mm. so much support out there now from people like you who are offering communities and safe spaces for people to explore what sober means to them or even just a change in that relationship. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with that in mind, <laughs> how, where and how can people find this amazing community and how can they get in, in touch with you? Yeah, so um, I am on Instagram. So my um, handles, it's I-T-S, Brie, B-R-E, Lovell, L-O-V-E-L-L. And you can find me on there. I post lots of self-love, inspiration, and sober tips. And I also have an amazing Facebook group called the Self-Love and Sobriety Collective. And that is a safe space for um, women to ask questions, share their wins, their struggles. And it's a really non-judgmental space. And like you said, whatever sober means to you, um yeah this is just a place to explore it so I would love you know for anyone that is thinking about you know questioning their relationship with alcohol and wants to know more and wants to find support to come find me amazing I'll put all of that information in the show notes as well so people will hopefully just be able to click and find you um straight away um but yeah thank you so much for coming on and sharing your journey I really wanted um, somebody that was going to be really relatable and a story that plays out for so many different people. We often think that people get sober because like they were an alcoholic or something massive happened in their life that made them create this big change. And actually it, it, it's the day-to-day -day living mm. that is bigger than the big event, if that makes sense. It's those things that chip away at you and your life just becomes like you say this you know we've said about it just being you know kind of numbed by alcohol yeah. and all of those things and you I, want to have I just the highs really, the <laughs> yeah totally right and and to experience the highs when you're sober mm. is a completely different experience right and yeah yeah if anybody's listening to this please please do get in touch with Brie because she is incredible and um it, that community is awesome as well and then your community will will help so many people I know thank you so much Elaine no thank you my absolute pleasure and uh, thank you for listening to the podcast today everyone please do let us know you can pop a review in on wherever you listen to your podcast or you can get in touch with either of us on our instagrams and you can just drop us a dm and let us know how you get on thank you so much for listening and I'll see you all soon bye for now Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to leave a review wherever you've listened to this podcast, I would be most grateful as it just lets people know that I am here. If you want to connect with me, you can connect via Instagram. I've popped my handle in the show notes. 
So give it a click. You can either send me a message or give me a follow and I look forward to seeing you there.